All right. Welcome back again. Uh, once again, we don't have a session this weekend because people are out of town and other people are busy. So we're going to get another example of some homebrew rules, specifically looking at some of my uh, subclass stuff. Um, honestly, mostly it's going to be the Gunslinger, uh, which I'm, once again, very proud of. Uh, but before I get to any of that, I am going to talk just really briefly about uh, one homebrew rule I forgot to mention last week on the, the Ranger. Because I don't have it typed out, it's just in my head. Oh, someone's texting me. Da, 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 gonna mute that. Alright, uh, and that is that the, the new ability for the Ranger, the, the favored foe instead of uh, favored enemy, uh, does not require concentration. I really like the ability. I think it's really, really good. Except for the one thing that it uh, that it requires concentration, or that it's a finite resource. Uh, if it didn't have one of those, it'd be great. And even then, as it is, it's not that bad. It's really good for beastmasters. But a lot of this goes into my like philosophy of how the 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 ranger should work, and I might do, especially if we don't have a session next weekend, uh, I might do a session or another video kind of talking about like how I think the ranger should work and why I think most people are like playing and building them wrong. Um, maybe not building them wrong, playing them wrong, which I know is, that's a very strong thing to say of like, you're not playing your class the correct way. Um, but it's not, and I'll, but I'll get into that like another time maybe, but for now, Gunslinger. Um, just also start with no disrespect towards Matt Mercer's Gunslinger. I just don't like that it's a subclass. And it's not even like, oh, why can't they just make it like a full class? Here, I'm going to make a Death Knight subclass, or entire class, instead of doing like a Paladin subclass. It's... The Gunslinger has a very specific image, and there are lots, but there are lots of different variations thereof. To go from there, like I, in my mind, if something should be a actual class, if you can reasonably imagine multiple variations, drastic variations of that one class, um, like monk, for example, there are a lot of ways to do a monk, and they have done that really, really well. Same with rogue, same with fighter. Like there, there's a reason why artificer became its own class instead of just being a subclass for wizard. Because uh, that, that was the idea, but it's like, no, there's there's so many different ways that we can do this. We have to do something unique. And so, because there are so many different ways to do a gunslinger, and I'm not even just talking, like, mechanically. I'm talking, like, aesthetically and, like, what your goal is for the character as a gunslinger. It, it needs to be different... It needs to be different enough so that a player can just be like, cool, I'm going to play a gunslinger, I'm going to be this particular kind of gunslinger, and I've got a subclass that helps me do it. I can take these feats and these feats and these feats. Whereas if it's just a subclass, um, then it it's actually weirdly limiting. That That's one of the reasons why some people are kind of clamoring for there to be a... Uh, oh, what was it? like a, It was a marshal? No. Well, there, there's the Battlemaster Fighter 
which is similar to a fourth edition class. Oh, what was it? I played one of them. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember what they're called. It's been so long. Uh, but they, they were kind of like this battlefield control. They were a martial class, but like they weren't like that heavy in like the whole, like, I'm going to be up front and smacking things. It was the, like, I'm going to be there next to the fighter, helping them smack things better while I occasionally smack things. Um, and so like that, that kind of got fused in with the Battlemaster. And the Battlemaster is like really diverse and stuff, but I feel like it's... Like, there's a reason why people are like, hey, we want this kind of a class that's a lot more, like, tactical and, like, where as opposed to Battlemaster, which is like, I'm fighter, but better. Um, and so that's why I have the idea for the Gunslinger needing to be its own class. So, without any further ado, let's actually get into the class itself. So, Gunslinger, hit dice, d8s. Now, you might be thinking, why does a gunslinger have a D8? They're supposed to be a martial class, yes? You'd be right. But rogues are martial class, monks are martial classes. They also have D8s for hit dice. Um, depending on your warlock, your warlock is a martial class. They're also a full caster. I really like warlocks, too. They're also a full caster. I debated making this a D10, but part of me feels like just the, the raw power that the gunslinger is going to be able to bring. They need they need a little bit of a defense nerf. That like they're scrawnier, and even then you can always just take the tough feet or buff your con or other stuff. Um, so yeah, D8 for hit dice, uh, proficiencies: light armor, medium armor, simple weapons, and firearms. I debated giving them martial weapons too, but I don't know. That just didn't quite fit right with a gunslinger having a long sword or even a long bow and then firearms. I might would include uh, heavy crossbows or just, you know, the, the crossbows in general. But, like, it... The idea is to play a gun slinger. You, you are good with, with guns. Uh, let's see. Other proficiency, tinkerer's tools... Uh, just the idea of, you know, performing maintenance on your guns. I debated um, making just a whole new... Um, hey, have it. Good idea. Making, like, a whole new tool set of, like, you know, gunsmith tools. I might would still do that, especially if I were to, like, try to make this a more, I don't know, open, open to the public idea. I'm also eating, so excuse me if you hear me chewing. Um... So yeah, uh, I figure Tinkerer's Tools, though, would just do the job reasonably well. Uh, dex uh, saving throws, Dexterity, and Charisma. Uh, skills, choose two. Acrobatics, Athletics, Deception, Insight, Perception, Persuasion, Sleight of Hand, Stealth, or Survival. Let's see. Uh, equipment. Any two simple weapons or a light crossbow and 20, 20 bolts. A dungeon master, or not dungeon master, yeah, dungeoneer's pack or an explorer's pack. And then either a pistol, a musket, or a blunderbuss. Uh, which, here in a bit, I'll get into like how my firearms work for this class and just how firearms work in general for how I do. Either I just borrow straight from the dungeon master's guide, which I usually don't, or I use this because I kind of feel like it's a bit more generally balanced. 
Uh, but yeah, pistol, musket, or blunderbuss. 20 cartridges, leather armor, and tinkerer's tools. Uh, let's see. So, discussion really quick on firearms. Um, I might... I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to keep the critical rule, just because the more I think about it, the more I'm just kind of like, eh, not that great. But I do kind of like it, because I like the idea of, like, guns are really powerful, because, duh. Um... Let's see. Special for firearms. All firearms have a misfire value of 1. On a natural 1, on a foreign attack roll, the firearm misfires and jams. The firearm must be cleaned as an action in order to in order to be used again by completing a DC-10 tinker check for a basic firearm or a DC-15 check for an advanced firearm. All firearms also roll an additional die on a natural 20 for a crit. Or just any crit. Like, I guess if you take three levels of fighter and get a 19, you can crit that way. And so, you know, under our rules for how a critical works, you know, that'd be like a D8 would be maxed out at an 8 and then roll 2D8. Um, some guns can be used with strength, and I kind of designed it that way. That way, you know, if like you've got like a big beefy barbarian, they just have like a big shotgun with a whole bunch of kickback. Um, they can use strength for that because like they have to like hold it steady and be strong enough to like physically aim the thing. And when you're doing like a shotgun, dexterity and aiming does not matter. <laughs> what matters is your ability to hold it steady and knock it from back. Um, and so you know. Brutal critical from a from a barbar uh, could multiply on top of that. Uh, let's see. Any attacks made with a firearm make a noise loud enough to be heard from 120 feet away uh, and heard with a DC 10 perception check at ranges of 240 feet away. Up to 240 feet away, I should say. Firearms use cartridges for faster loading. It is always assumed that a cartridge is an appropriate size for the firearm and type. I know that that's like not the most realistic, but like if you got into like, well, you have so many shotgun shells and so many pistol rounds and so many rifle rounds, you're you're gonna start driving yourself crazy. <coughs> and that way, you know, if you like loot bodies, it's like you find so much ammo. Halloween, don't get near the microphone. You were very rude last time. Thank you. Like you find so many, but so you like you loot bodies and you just like you find five cartridges. Cool, pocket them. Doesn't matter what kind of gun they were using, they now just magically fit your gun. Not magically, but DM rules hand wavy. Uh, additionally, firearms with the heavy trait, this is what I was talking about earlier, can use strength instead of dexterity to calculate attack and damage rolls. These heavy weapons work with barbarian rage if used in five feet. I do clarify that, of like, you know, get point blank with a shotgun, rage. Um, I should specify, they, they don't impose disadvantage at close range um, when using strength. I mean, it, it, it's the idea of, like, you you grab them, shove the gun in their face, and fire. Um, you're not getting disadvantage on that. Um, you're just not. Uh, so, do not... I'm going to actually add that right now. Uh, impose disadvantage when used with strength. Alright, uh, let's talk really quick about 
different types of guns. So you got your simple firearms or your basic firearms. Uh, the pistol does a D8. It costs 250 gold. It has a loading of one shot and a range of 30 to 60 feet. Like we, We're talking like smoothbore pistol. Um, musket does a D12. 10 pounds, 500 gold. Loading of one shot, range of 40 to 120. It's a two-handed weapon. The blunderbuss does 2d8 piercing, 500 gold, a loading loading of one shot, uh, range of 10 to 20. Uh, it is two-handed and heavy, and targets that, and it has a special, that's more of actually a penalty, that targets gain resistance to the damage at long range. So from beyond that 10 feet, they are, they are taking half damage. Because the you know the idea is that you know the spread is weakening. Like yes, they're still getting hit with like a bunch of stuff. They're getting hit with as much of it because they're further away. And so you know your your blunderbuss and eventually your shotgun are going to be you know close up front. Click boom. Um, advanced firearms. Uh, this is pepper box slash revolver. Um, they also do a do 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 a d eight. Um, 300 gold uh, for the pepper box, 400 gold for the revolver. Um, pepper box has four shots, revolver has six. Both have a range of 40 to 120 feet. Because um, the idea behind this is, you know, you're you're going to be real, you're going to be more of a mid range. I might bump these ranges out, um, but I don't know. Probably not. Because I want them to be like relatively shortish, shorter in range compared to like you know the the bow and the crossbow, because they are those are more power those are those aren't as powerful, um, so they should have the advantage of longer accurate range. Plus they're quiet. Um, next is the rifle does two d six piercing. It's worth six hundred gold. Loading two shots. Range of eighty. Uh, to, to 240, and it's also 200. Uh, the shotgun is 2d8 piercing, uh, 700 gold, loading of two shots, range of 20, 20 long range of 40, two-handed, heavy, also gains the uh, resistance at long range. Uh, the last, yes, Halloween, thank you. The last weapon, and this is one that I really like, and someday I might want to actually play one of these, is uh, the Heavy Shot. It does 2d10 piercing. It is 700 gold. Has a loading of one shot, a range of 120 feet to 360 feet. It's two-handed, and it is heavy. The, this, is, this is your bad news, for, to borrow from Percy. This is your high... <laughs> this is your... Like, if, if, you know, a... If a sniper rifle is a to whom it may concern, this is a uh, general public notice. Uh, whatever you hit with this is gonna is gonna get wrecked. Um, like I kind of picture it like the heavy bow guns almost from uh, from Monster Hunter. Like, like you're carrying around, you have to like fold it down, put it on your backpack, put it on your back. Like no action or anything, but like that's just how I picture it. Like you you draw it and it and you just fire like that. I don't know. It's cool. All right. Now getting into actual class features. First level, firearm expertise. Select a firearm. Select a type of firearm. Short, long, or heavy. Um, short is pistols, revolvers, pepper boxes. Long is muskets and rifles. Heavy is shotgun, 
blunderbuss and um, the heavy shot, uh, you gain a plus two attack to attack rolls with that type of firearm. Basically, it's archery for your gun specialization. And this could stack with archery if you take it as a fighting style, because it is a ranged weapon. Which, like, is terrifying, but in my mind it kind of works, because it's like, I'm really good at aiming, and I'm really good at aiming with this particular kind of weapon. Um, I don't know. Might nerf that, might not. I don't know. Haven't playtested it enough. Uh, then, also at first level, you get gunsmithing. Starting at level one, you can craft a basic firearm at half their cost in time. A gunslinger also requires their tinkerer's tools to craft such items... A gunslinger can also craft cartridges at half their cost and a fourth the time. It is always assumed that a cartridge is an appropriate size for the type, firearm, and type. Uh, and so yeah, that's first level is just you, you get gun and can gun good and can make more gun. Uh, quick draw, level two. Starting at level two, you add your proficiency to your initiative. In addition, drawing a firearm requires no action for you. Um, so you're just... You're, you're, yeah, yeah, it's quick draw. You're able to just draw a gun. And I don't feel like this is something that can really be abused because you can only hold two guns at a time, potentially. Um, and it's not like if you draw a gun and drop it, it's going to do anything. Uh, fun, Funny, fun tangent um, from Pathfinder. A, f a friend of mine was in a campaign where this kind of thing got heavily abused where... That they could quick draw, uh, so you know, free action, no no limitation to draw something out of a pocket, and they and it's also a free action to just drop something, and so he like just stood over something and just kept dropping like alchemist fire that he just he bought like hundred alchemist fire and he just got like right up next to the boss and was just like I just dumped my bag of alchemist fire on them. How much damage do they take? The answer is like all of, like 100 D6. They're, they're dead. Um, so I don't think this can be abused. Because it's a gun. Dropping a gun is not going to help you or anything. And even then, I would argue that that's still an object interact. And so you get like a freebie of those. But you have to do something else after that. Uh, also at second level, you get Grit. Uh, which is, you know, the staple of the gunslinger. Starting at second level, you rely on your bravado and strength of personality to perform feats of daring. You gain two grit shots listed below. You learn an additional grit shot of your choice at 11th and 15th level. Each time you learn a new trick shot, or grit shot, you can also replace one trick shot you know from a different one, or with a different one. You can only apply one type of grit shot to one attack roll unless otherwise stated. The shot is applied before you make the attack roll. If you miss, the point is wasted and no effect is triggered. Might get rid of that last part. Not sure. Haven't playtested it enough. Uh, your grit pool is equal to your gunslinger level, and you regain all, ex all spent grit on a long rest. If a grit shot requires a save DC, it is calculated as 8 plus proficiency plus charisma modifier. Uh, I, know, I never liked the idea that gunslinger was based off of wisdom. I definitely don't like that it's based, that it could be based off intelligence. Because to me, what makes the gunslinger the gunslinger is more the personality. It's the it's the bravado. It's the like it, it's the walking into into a town 
into a saloon and everybody gets quiet or everybody like watches you as you like walk down or it's that I'm loud and obnoxious and I'm I'm Billy the Kid and no one can tell me what to do because I have charisma out the wazoo um or even the, like I'm the quiet stoic badass sniper um that's able to like just focus and put off like really good shots like to me that all translates to force of personality rather than like instinct which is how i more interpret wisdom uh, and so that's why the grit is more based off of your charisma it's it's your it's your flair it's kind of like the the swashbuckler's panache um back in pathfinder the swashbuckler had panache which was kind of like grit and it was like charisma based it was like a huzzah i'm doing things zorro um and so yeah that, that kind of translates over to here um Really quick, I'm just going to run through the different grit shots. I'm not going to go into too much detail except for one of them. Uh, bullying shot. Uh, expend a grit point. Target takes damage as normal from the shot and must make a wisdom saving throw or is frightened of you until the start of your next turn. Um, I'm going to come back to dazing shot because that one needs an explanation. Expert shot. Um, you can expend one grit point. To gain advantage on the attack roll, you can only use this feature once per turn. Um, disarming shot. When you hit a creature with a firearm, you can expend one grip point to attempt to shoot an object from their hands. Uh, on a hit, the creature suffers normal damage and must succeed on a strength saving throw or drop one held object of your choice and have, and have the object be pushed 10 feet away from the target. Because um, I don't like the idea of it just like, ding, it drops with their hand. Like it needs to be an inconvenience of just like, and it just goes flying out of their hands. It's like, oh no, my sword. Uh, let's see. Forceful shot. Uh, expend one grit point to attempt to trip them and force them back. The creature suffers normal damage and must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 10 feet away from you. Uh, piercing shot. When you hit a creature with a firearm, you can expend one grit point to attempt to fire through multiple opponents. The creature suffers normal damage, and you make an attack roll with disadvantage against every creature in a 15-foot line directly behind the target. Uh, using this grit shot does increase the misfire value up to a 2 on that second roll. Um, let's see. Violent shot. When you hit a creature with a firearm, you can expend one or more grit points to enhance the volatility of the attack. Roll one additional damage die per crit point spent up to 3. When determining the damage, each grit point spent also increases the misfire value by the same amount. So, every time you spend a grit point, you are increasing your misfire by a factor of 1. So, you can spend a maximum of 3, that means your misfire becomes a 4, because it starts at a 1 and becomes a 4. Meaning you have a 1 in 5 chance of jamming, um, because you're trying to go for extra damage. Uh, additionally, this extra damage does not multiply on a crit. Um, and lastly, crippling shot. Well, I say almost lastly. Lastly, crippling shot. When you hit a creature with a firearm attack, you can expend one grit point to attempt to topple a moving target. On a hit, the creature suffers normal damage and must make a dexterity saving throw or be knocked prone. If a target is a flying creature, it drops 10 feet on a failed dexterity save. Um, all those are pretty straightforward. Dazing shot, though. When you hit a creature with a firearm attack, you can expend one grit point to attempt to hinder your opponent. 
The creature suffers normal damage and must make a constitution saving throw, or suffer one level of exhaustion up to level 3 exhaustion. Any and all levels of exhaustion from this are removed during a short rest, and these levels of exhaustion do not stack with other sources of exhaustion. Um, I like exhaustion just like as a debuff, and I feel like it should be I feel like it should be used more. And I feel like it should be like maybe a little bit easier to get rid of, like with lesser restoration or something. Um, and so I like the idea of like you you get hit and you daze them and they're just like oh oh wow my my head's ringing and I can't see and, or and you know you keep doing it again you just keep ringing their bell um, until they are taking like a bunch of debuffs after failing so many saves and like it caps out there because like I don't want it to be like oh yeah I just shoot them six times like they might be dead by that point anyway but I shoot them six times and their exhaustion level hits hits six and they're dead. Um, I don't like that idea, um, but I do like the idea of exhaustion being a more like active uh, debuff or condition. Uh, let's see, third level gunslinger archetypes. We'll go over those later. Uh, fourth level ability score increase. You also get these at eight, ten. Wait, hold. On. Yeah, fourth, eighth, tenth, twelfth, sixteenth. Wow, I've got a lot. No, I don't. This is the normal amount plus ten. Or plus one at 10th level. This is this is the same as the rogue. Um, yeah, this is the same as the rogue, which like I like. I don't know. You're get, getting a reasonable amount. Like I can see you like. I mean, you're gonna want to get sharpshooter. Let's be real. You're gonna want to get sharpshooter. You're probably gonna want to get gunner, um, just to kind of like smooth some stuff out. Um, and just yeah, uh, fifth level extra attack. Woo. Uh, Starting at 5th, also 5th level, Rapid Reload. You can reload your firearm as a bonus action. This reloads any firearm you have equipped. Because, um, yeah, lo loading a gun or reloading a gun is an action. Uh, that's one of the things that I have. I might should actually bump the damage up. It's amazing how, like, you know, verbalizing stuff helps you workshop things. 6th uh, level, Stock Bash. Reaching 6th level grants you the ability to deliver a melee attack with the butt of your firearm. One-handed firearm deals 1d4 bludgeoning damage, and a two-handed firearm deals 1d6 bludgeoning damage. Uh, this kind of attack also has the finesse property. Basically, just you, you, you get to whack people. That way, if you haven't taken gunner, um, or if you're not uh, strong-arming a, a shotgun or a blunderbuss, you, you still have a melee option. Uh, that way, you're not shooting with disadvantage at point blank. You can just be like, whack! Whack you with my pistol. Uh, next... At 6th level, you craft uh, Fusilier Extraordinaire. Um, at 6th level, you your crafted cartridges now count as magical for overcoming resistances and immunities. That is specifically your crafted. If you just, like, loot cartridges off of somebody, um, you can... I, I would DM rule that you can, like, spend, like, a quarter of the cost uh, and, like, you know, maybe just do it, like, over a short rest to just to make them all magical. Um, with your own particular brand of gunpowder or what have you. Uh, so yeah. Uh, seventh level would be when you would get a... Uh, uh, excuse me. When you get an archetype feature. Uh, eighth level you would get a... Uh, eighth level you'd get an ability score increase. Uh, ninth level you would get an ability score... Or you'd get another uh, archetype feature. Uh, but also at ninth level... Quick and clean. 
Starting at 9th level, you can clear a misfire as a bonus action instead of as an action. At 14th level, uh, this can be this can happen instead of this can instead be used by replacing one attack of the attack action. So if you've got multi attack or whatever or extra attack misfire, oh no, you can clean it right there, uh, or you can interrupt your attack and bonus action clean it. Uh, just the idea of like, oh no, I misfired. Let me fix that. Cool, I miss. I fixed it. Um, yeah. Let's see. Tenth level, you get evasion because you're good at dodging bullets because you shoot bullets. Uh, level eleven, grit shot improvement. You get another grit shot. Uh, twelve and thirteen, ability score improvement and class feature. Fourteenth uh, level, the quick and clean improvement. We just talked about that, uh, where you can replace it with an action or with the attack with one attack from the attack action. Fifteenth uh, level. Uh, another grit shot improvement. Seventeenth level, Tale of the Gun. At seventeenth level, you have developed a truly impressive reputation. You gain proficiency in both persuasion and intimidation, and if you already have proficiency, you gain expertise in these skills. In addition, as an action, you can spend four grit points and optionally fire a cartridge into the air from your equipped firearm to force all creatures of your choice that you can see within the first range of Within the first range unit of your equipped firearm. So, like, if you have a blunderbuss or a shotgun, it's 10 feet slash 20 feet. If you have, I mean, like a heavy shot, you it's, you know, the 120 feet. Like, everybody's paying attention to you. Um, I might change that to, like, a more hard limit. Uh, or not hard limit, like a more, like, hard range of, like, 30 or 60 feet. To force all creatures that you can see... Uh, to make a charisma saving throw against your grit DC. On a failed save, they are either frightened by you or charmed by you for one minute. They cannot be charmed if you fired your gun, or they are hostile to you already. If you fire your gun, they are frightened for one minute, but can repeat the saving throw at the end of their turns. Any creature affected by this feature or who resists it cannot be affected by it again for 24 hours. Basically, it's a like, hey everybody, shut up! And everyone's like, oh, no, no, no I'm scared now. Uh, or I'd say, like, hey, let me tell you this. I'm just, just my magnetic personality just radiates out and everybody loves me. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, 20th level, grit those teeth. Uh, your determination knows no limits at 20th level. If you have no grit points, when you roll initiative, you regain five grit points. Uh, that's it for the base class. And I've actually got four archetypes. Uh, one of them still needs a little bit of work. I kind of... For, for its capstone. Um, so, yeah. Oh, also 18th level, I forgot to mention. 18th, 14th level. 18th level uh, capstone ability for the archetype. 19th level ability score increase. Uh, I think that's all the things, yeah? Yeah. So let's talk about those archetypes. Because I think that they're what makes the makes my gunslinger really good. Alright, archetype number one. Desperado. Sorry, you had to hear me saying. Uh, starting at third level, way of the gun. Starting at third level, you gain the following benefits. One-handed firearms count as having the light property and are open to the two-weapon fighting rules. Uh, holding a one-handed weapon in one hand with no weapon, one-handed firearm, I should say, with no weapon or shield in the other hand, 
grants you a plus two to your damage rolls. Basically, you get the duelist feat. This is on top of the of the kind of archery feat that you already had. Uh, also, being engaged in melee does not impose disadvantage on ranged attack rolls if you are attacking with a one-handed firearm. So, like, it's it's the idea of like you get up close and you are this is your gun foo, uh, or it's you know your your just up close pistol, your or even like your CQC. Uh, solid snake, like grabbing people to do and shooting. Your your John Wick's whole thing, whole, whole thing like that. Uh, let's see. I might actually make a gun fu archetype at some point, but I feel like the Desperado kind of fits that niche really well on its own. You can just add levels of monk. Uh, anyway, at seventh level, taunt. Uh, you can use your audacity to demand the attention of a particular foe. At seventh level, as an action, you can force a target to focus all of its attention on you. It has disadvantage on attack rolls against anyone else as long as you are within 30 feet of the target. This lasts until you target another creature with an, opportunity, with an attack or ability if you lose consciousness or if the target drops to zero hit points. While the taunt is in effect, when you take the dodge action and the target misses an attack as a react and the target misses an attack as a reaction, you can make an attack with a firearm. The shot can also be used with a grip shot. Um... So it's the idea of like you know this like they get your attention, they start attacking you, and you 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 start taking dodge, and so you know they miss you, and so you just dodge out of the way and you shoot them. I don't know. It seems like a it's a really fun mental image. I'm not sure how like mechanically strong it is. It might need some tweaking, but I love just the concept of like. Like, you know, some big berserker coming at you and swinging at you and missing, and you just, like, step to the side, shoot him in the leg, um, and, like, kind of move out of the way. And you, you can you can apply a grit shot, so you can do extra damage, or you can do some kind of effect that, like, pushes them away from you. Or you can stun them and give them some exhaustion and stuff. Like, there's so much I think you can do with it that is fun. Or it's a fun mental image. Alright, uh, ninth level, Snapshot. This is going to be a relatively blanket, consistent ability for everybody. Or for all the archetypes. It's just slightly, vari variously different. Kind of like how the uh, uh, Divine Strike works for the Cleric. At ninth level, you have gained knowledge of advanced firearms and can now craft them with the same benefits as when you craft basic firearms. When you augment one of your current... And you can augment one of your current firearms into a pepper box or revolver at one-tenth of the cost. Once you have done this augmentation, it cannot be done again. You also gain the ability to execute attacks of opportunity with firearms. At a range of 10 feet, you can use your reaction to target an enemy that provokes an attack of opportunity by moving out of a threatened area. So, like, basically, you, you get attacks of opportunity with guns, which, yes. Um... Fan the hammer. At 13th level, the Desperado gains a special attack. If the Desperado has a firearm that is loaded with more than one cartridge as an action, he can select one target within 60 feet. The target makes a dexterity saving throw. DC equals 8 plus proficiency plus charisma modifier. Basically, your great DC. On a failed throw, the Gunslinger deals 2d8 plus dex, plus dex mod damage, and expends two cartridges. The Desperado can expend grip points to increase the damage by 1d8 up to the maximum amount of cartridges in his firearms and expend, and expend those additional cartridges. For each shot, the Gunslinger must make misfire checks with the misfire value being increased by the total number of grit being spent. For example, if no grit is spent, 
the misfire remains one. But if eight, sh but if eight shots are expended for, eh, for two full pepper boxes, the total misfire is now a seven. Uh, one plus six for the base for the expended. If the mis if the firearm misfires, the shot is still successful, but any and all firearms used are jammed and must be cleaned. Um, th this is kind of like they, they get action surge uh, at the risk of having to like take a bonus action to clean their guns, uh, especially at this level. So like it, it's really good. It's a little bit inconvenient because like I mean if you if they miss then you if if you know. On, on, on a success, they don't take any damage. But if they fail, they are taking, like, a whole bunch of D8s, and it just all it did was just expend grit and cartridges. Um, it might need to be a little bit buffed up, but, eh, playtest. Uh, 18th level, Capstone, Deadeye. At 18th level, the Gunslinger becomes an expert on dealing death. As an action, the Desperado can expend 5 grit points to aim for a killing shot. If the attack hits, the target makes a constitution saving throw equal to the grit DC. On a failure, the target dies. On success, they take 10d10 piercing damage. Alright, and that's it for the Desperado. Now for the long shot. Uh, long shot, I think, needs a bit more work. Like, the Desperado might need a little bit. I think the long shot needs, like, a fair amount. The Mysterious Stranger... It's capstone. I like most of its stuff. It's just the capstone needs work. The preacher is wonderful. The preacher's the last one. Preacher's my favorite. Um, so long shot, marked for death. You can analyze an enemy and mark them as your next victim. At third level, you can spend a bonus action to mark an enemy you can see. Once marked, all damage rolls against the target deal extra damage. At third level, the damage is two. At ninth level, the damage becomes three. At sixteenth level, the damage becomes four. Uh, you have a number of uses of this ability equal to your proficiency modifier per long rest. The idea behind this is like, it's a like, I'm a sniper, I do extra damage dibs. Um, and I like it being more static rather than like random like Hunter's Mark. One, so that you can stack Hunter's Mark if you get it. And two, um, it's, it's less random, it's more consistent like, I will always do this particular amount of damage to that target. Uh, at 7th level, Controlled Breathing. You can take one action to fire a shot with advantage and roll the we and roll double the weapon dice before adding the modifier. In addition, when making this kind of shot, short and long ranges for the musket, rifle, and heavy shot are all doubled. This is a, like... Th this is your... I'm taking one really good shot, and since you're rolling with advantage, you have a higher chance to crit, and you're doubling your dice, your dice anyway, so if you do crit... You're basically doing double, double damage. And on top of that, you can always add other grit shots to it that also increase the damage. Um, the idea of the gunslinger in my mind is that they're, they're, they're burning grit almost all the time. Um, maybe not as much as, like, you know, a, a monk burns key, but still in a, like, you know what? Grit. Kush. Uh, ninth level, Eagle's Focus. You've gained knowledge of advanced firearms. You can turn your musket into a rifle or a heavy shot at one-tenth the cost. And you get the extra opportunity attack. Uh, or not extra. You get the ability to do opportunity attacks with firearms. Uh, Ideal Perch. At 13th level, you gain several buffs to selecting a good position. If you are prone, you gain advantage on all stealth checks to avoid being spotted if you do not move. But you must still hide as an action. Additionally... Uh, 
Additionally, you no longer have disadvantage on ranged attacks using a crossbow or firearm while prone. Any shot you make while you're at least 10 feet above your target gains an additional 1d8 damage. I might change this to also say that if you are prone, you you deal extra damage too. Like I, I, I envision the long shot um, just is the is is the high damage consistency. Just one hit, poof. Hello, Halloween. Thank you for jumping on or jumping over the plate of food that I have. Um, and then the the capstone for the long shot is essentially the same as the dead eye or is the, the desperado uh, dead eye uh, with the killing shot ability. All right, mysterious stranger, masked identity. On taking this archetype at third level, you have sworn yourself to a mysterious life, valuing anonymity above all else. You gain proficiency and expertise on charisma deception checks. You also gain advantage on such checks to conceal your identity and take on a masked persona. While in your masked persona, you add your charisma modifier to all damage rolls with firearms. At ninth level, you, uh, you also become immune to divination magic that would be used to find you or determine your true identity. Uh, let's see. Just in time. Uh, you always know when you are needed. At 7th level, you can use your reaction to teleport 30 feet and fire one shot. This can be a grit shot, such as a disarming shot. This kind of reaction can only be triggered by an enemy attacking an ally and takes place before the attack is resolved. Either the enemy or the ally must be within 60 feet of you. Yeah, must be within 60 feet of you. You can use this feature once per short rest. At 13th level, you can use this feature twice per rest. So, like, the idea, and, like, th it's a very specific idea. I mean, you could theoretically do any kind of shot. But I just love the idea of, like, the poor squishy wizard is about to be, like, stabbed or, like, you know, cut in half by a great sword. And so you teleport and fire the gun out of their hand ping, with a disarming shot that you that you trigger with your grit. Um, and the teleports to, like, help get you into range. Uh, let's see. Knife level, big iron, same thing. Um, this one's a lot more vague. You can just augment your current firearm into an advanced firearm. Um, it needs to be, but it must be of the same type. Uh, once you've done this augmentation, blah, 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 you get 10 foot uh, reaction. Alright, 13th level. One shot or two. On reaching 13th level, you get faster with your gun, and how you do it remains a mystery. Once per turn, when you have advantage on an attack, you can instead remove the advantage and gain an additional attack. The additional attack does not cost an additional cartridge. I just love that concept of, like, how many shots did you fire? Five. But I only heard four. But wait, I only heard four shots. Still a mystery we'll never know. Um, I don't know. I, just, I like the idea of just, like, I, you get more shots and fun little just flavor of, like, it didn't cost... It didn't cost an extra cartridge. Somehow you fired two bullets in one shot. Uh, Alright, this brings us to our capstone. Uh, at 18th level, which is currently called Miss Fortune. I don't know really what to do with this, other than kind of you, as a mysterious stranger, you get your own mysterious stranger who shows up to help you. Um, at 18th level, you no longer expend uh, cartridges for a missed shot. Additionally, for a brief moment, another mysterious person appears to aid you. By expending three grit points as a bonus action, a mysterious woman, a misfortune as it were, uh, though they can be any gender or appearance that you want, 
appears in a space that you can see within 30 feet. She matches your ability scores and adds your proficiency to her skills and saving throws. Any of her shots can be fueled by your grit to fire any grit shot you know. Uh, she does at the she goes at the same time as you as your turn. You can use your bonus action in order in order for her to attack, dash, disengage, hide, or help. Otherwise, she will take the dodge action. Um, she has multi attack. She has a revolver. Like her stats are there and like more or less line up. Um, with with such, I do have a replacement. Like kind of like the summoning spells for Tasha's, where you it's it's just her, and you get misfortune, and she scales off of your charisma modifier, as well as off of your uh, your proficiency for for other stuff. Um, I like that idea, and basically, I want this to kind of be like ec- the Echo Knight's ability to be in two places at once, except that like it's an actual another person that listens to you. Um, and the idea also behind this is that like when the when the minute is up. Um, because she's only supposed to be around for a minute. I don't think I have that written down, but I always pictured her just being there for a minute. Um, hi, squeaky cat. Then, yeah, like, she 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 disappears as mysteriously and quickly as she arrived. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, that that's the uh, mysterious stranger. Last is the preacher, my favorite. Ah. Ah, this, this, like, just, ah. Like, I was going to originally just do the three, and then I was like, you know, I've got an idea for one. And I started building the subclass for it, and I was just like, yes. All right, Preacher. Man of the cloth. Having devoted yourself to the protection of your flock, your faith now serves to protect you as much, if not better, than any armor would. While not wearing any armor, your charisma modifier is added to your armor class. Ten plus dex mod plus charisma modifier. You also become proficient with the religion skill. If you are already proficient, you now have expertise. Have it go lie down. You also gain the ability to use grit to heal others. By spending a grit point, you can cast Healing Word. Your charisma is your spellcasting ability for this as a bonus action. You can increase the level of the spell by spending more grit points at one point per spell level. The spell cannot exceed your level, your cannot exceed your gunslinger level, divided by three, rounded down. Uh, excuse me. So, like, the highest you can possibly do it is level 6. Um, at, like, 18th, 18th and higher. Uh, but it's the idea of, like, you're hurt. Peace be with you, brother. And it's like, oh, I feel better. Thanks. Thanks, Padre. Um, next. Uh, protected by faith. Now at 7th level, your faith protects you from otherworldly and dangerous forces. At the end of any rest, you come under the effects of protection from evil and good. This spell lasts indefinitely and can only be dispelled if you lose concentration on it, treated as if you have been concentrating on a spell. You regain the protection once you finish a long rest or by expending two grit points. In addition, you can expend a grit point to, uh, to fire a new type of grit shot. This is called the Sanctified Shot. This shot deals an extra 2d6 radiant damage at the cost of one grit. This damage increases to 4d6 against fiends and undead. If you are evil... The damage changes to necrotic, and if you target celestial or fey, the damage increases to 4d6. If you are neutral, select what type of damage you will do once you gain this feature. So, uh, ninth level, Eyes of the Gods. Uh, this one is specifically you can craft into a shotgun. 
Uh, just because I don't know. I just love the idea of Preacher with a shotgun. Though, like, I might honestly just broaden, broaden a lot of this out into more generic. Um, and say, so, yeah, get, get the uh, attack of opportunity. Let's see. Uh, for 13th level, Disruption Shot. You gain a new type of grit shot called the Disruption Shot. By expending one grit point, you fire a shot that disrupts the very being of creatures opposed to your alignment. If you are good aligned, you deal extra 1d6 radiant damage. If you are evil aligned, you deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. If you are neutral, pick the type once you did it. Hitting a fiend, celestial, undead, or fey forces the entity to flicker out of reality. Ugh. After failing a wisdom saving throw against your grit DC. It is banished until the end of your next turn, at which point it reappears in its original spot. If another creature or obstacle is in the way, the target reappears in the nearest spot available. Uh, this shot can stack with Sanctified Shot. Um, I might change this to not be an actual grit shot. It's just a, like, congratulations, you do an extra d6 of damage. Um, and if you hit this particular type of creature, pff, they have to make a they have to make that particular kind of saving throw. Probably once per turn. Uh, but I might just keep this as a grit shot anyway, because basically it's like banishment, but it's also like banishment, and then on top of that I can just smite you with my gun. <laughs> so yeah. And then their capstone. At eight Divine Arms, at 18th level, you gain the ultimate form of combining your faith with your weapon by pouring all of your drive, or malice, into your shot. As an action, spend three grit points to fire a shot from your firearm. The shot takes one of two forms, a long beam or a blast. The beam is five feet wide and 60 feet long. The blast is the blast is a 10-foot radius centered within the first range of your equipped firearm. In either case, all creatures that would be subject to the attack must make a dexterity saving throw against your crit DC. On a failed save, they suffer 10d6 radiant damage. If you are good aligned, 10d6 if you are evil. If you are neutral, what type of damage you you decide what type of damage once you do blah 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 blah. Uh, on a successful save, the target takes half damage. This can be stacked with both the disruption and or the sanctified shot. So basically, you get like more damage. So you can do so you can take three grit, burn another grit to do the sanctified or to do the uh, the disruption shot, burn another grit to do the sanctified shot, and do like a total of fifteen d6. And it can even be a mix if you're neutral. It could be a mix of, of radiant and necrotic. And, but, like, you know, 15d6 radiant damage, and you banish them. Like, that's really powerful. Granted, it's only against, like, particular types of, of entities that, it, you know, it does the banishment and the extra 2d6 from the sanctified shot. But, like, like, geez, like, it's really great. I love the preacher subclass that I made. I'm really proud of it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it that I've got for, um, for my, uh, character, for my, uh, gunslinger. Um, I do have an assassin, but I'm not going to worry about that right now. I, or I'm not I'm fixing the assassin rogue. Um, long story short, you get better at doing poison stuff and you get better at disguising yourself. Um, and like the last... The, the, the infiltration expertise gets, like, buffed in that it's not that you, like, spend time making a disguise. You just have, like, a Rolodex of disguises. Um, and, like, you, you can essentially, like, pass yourself off as, like, almost anything. Like, 
You're, you're the, you are a master of disguise. I feel like that's what the, the assassin should be. Um, I'm, I'm getting off... This is probably going to be what I talk about next time. Is my, my other, like, my class... My subclass fixes. Because I also fixed the purple dragon knight slash banneret. Um, but, like, in my mind, that's what the assassin should be. They should be really good at poisons. Really good at killing things. And really good at disguising themselves or hiding in plain sight. Um... And so, yeah, I, I, I built stuff around that. Uh, I hope you all have a grand time, and thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to the Gremlins with Dice podcast, an exercise in insanity disguised as a D&D podcast. We hope you had as much fun listening as we did making it. We will start posting new content on Mondays. If you want more Gremlins content, you can find us on YouTube at Gremlins with Dice, where we stream different video games with no real discernible schedule. And on TikTok at Unnatural20. Hope to see you soon. Keep adventuring.